G'day everyone, we're doing Highlander 2. It's not number one. Number one, Ethan. Uh, sorry, number my co-host, of course, film. is Ethan. Yeah. And myself as Jared. Ethan, let's go. Number one, we both love it. One is a great film. Like, uh, you know, it hasn't aged fantastically. The fight scenes are kind of lame, but that, were, that was pretty awesome for the time, I guess. Uh, the music's amazing because they've got Queen doing the I think soundtrack. they do like three songs in it. It's it's really good, and the thing it's is, it's a simple story, but it's yep. it's wonderful. There's a lot of like really well known scenes. It's got a pretty big cult following, and uh, the Kurgan's awesome. The thing is, though, going into number two, I actually think it's better if you've not seen number one. It won't make you as angry because if you see number two without having seen number one. Because exactly. if you've seen number one, first th- the first thing you'll think is, how on earth could be there be a sequel? Exactly. It doesn't make any sense at all. I number one's pretty simple, one. right? So uh, number two. Throughout time, mm-hmm. people are born who are immortal and yes. they're like super strong and stuff. They can only die when they have their heads cut off and they're drawn to each other to cut off each other's heads. Yes. Uh what yeah, that's basically it. And it's they're, they're pretty in, cool. They know they're in some sort of competition because the last one standing will get the prize. It's never explained what the prize is. Yeah. Uh We've got the Scottish gut. Well, we've and got... the movie takes place in like eighties New York. Yep. And there are only a couple left, and they're drawn to each other. Mm-hmm. And it's basically the last two duking it out. Yeah, it's really cool. It's, yeah, it's a very enjoyable romp it's with a great lots film. of flashbacks to the Highlands, where he is taught by his good friend Ramirez, who is another immortal who teaches him the rules because they're not all bad guys. And that's, they're that's, just in a competition. That's Sean Connery, by the way. Sean Connery, yes. Yeah. And it's it's a great film. And it really. ends with, uh, spoilers, the yep. Highlander, Christopher Lambert. Yep. Cutting uh, off the... Connor McLeod, defeating the Kurgan and becoming the winner, where yep. he drives off into the sunset with the girl saying his, he knows everything, he's got all the knowledge. Yes. It's, it's a great film. Great film. Number two is it, we, we're suddenly set in the past or... The our past in the galaxy far, far away. There's aliens. We're actually an alien race. Oh, Earth that's... is under a dystopian shield that oh. blocks out all sunlight. Uh, Ramirez, who's Sean Connery from the first one, was actually the general of the aliens that was being led. Well, who Jared, our main character is with. He's not just an alien. He's an immortal space alien general wizard. Yes, and our main character was like his main guy. And that's why they were sent to Earth he was born, or something. He was, he was chosen through magic to be the leader who mm-hmm. defeated the evil general who rules Zeist, Katana, who throughout the movie never uses a Katana. Wasted opportunity, Total right? Total wasted opportunity. Why was his name Katana? So Katana, played by Michael Ironsides, awesome is just guy. chewing up the scene. Well, the thing is, too, every scene is they in. get sent to Earth. He's the most ridiculous. They're, they're, the bad guys in this... Mm-hmm. Like in the first one, the Kurgan is like over the top crazy. Yeah, but it works. Yes, in this one, they're like teenage mutant ninja turtle villains. Totally, especially 100%, he's got these two 100. goons who have spikes coming out of their heads. Yep. Who who laugh? They go Rah! all the their time. main thing is Constantly. they see something and they go. Eh. It's like no, that's not funny. But at least this part, that at least that start of the movie was kind of entertaining. The movie drops so off significantly stupid. about. A quarter of the way in, I'll say. I'll honestly say once, like... It's entertaining and infuriating because of how absolutely it really does ridiculous it is. No, you, you can have, see the care. You have opera, People die. Right? The Flight care of the Valkyries, interspliced with uh, some sort of dune rip Wait, off. so why are they sent to Earth again? So this is this is so insane. So in the alien whatever, they have a fight. Now, now, I, okay, uh, one thing, because okay. I'm not sure what's happening, is he remembering all of this? yes. He didn't remember this before because in the first one they didn't talk about them being space aliens. Nothing at all. And it seems like as he's watching the opera, you get Ramirez's uh, voiceover going, "Remember." Right, and it's like, let's did he the... not remember that he was a space alien? That's from the, the thing with the, with the memory bits that he was there because. But the the thing is, why they sent oh, to Earth is because man, fuck this movie. They're sent to Earth as a punishment, but it doesn't sound like a punishment at no, all. No, no, yeah, because okay, they're sent to Earth. So and there's then a told... rebellion on the planet Zeist. Yes, okay, we Sean got planet Connery, Zeist. Uh, Sean Connery and mm-hmm. Christopher Lambert, the Highlander, yep. they are immortal already on planet Zeist already because they're immortal. already immortal space aliens. Although that's changed later on, and I think it's because the bit where they talk about them being immortal was. 
put into the cut we saw. Okay. There are multiple cuts of this movie, and we saw the better one. Yes. Right? Uh, okay, so we're already immortal. I've already, like, completely They're lost. immortal on the planet Zeiss. They're immortal space wizards, and what happens is the priests who rule the planet won't let the general kill them flat out. Right. So they get sent back. Is They get sent to planet Earth back in time. What? They get sent back in time to planet Earth, which is also their future. Because the the priests call it call it exile into the future, even though it's in the past. Why the fuck? I didn't know time travel was involved. Oh, yeah. Why do you... Okay, if time travel isn't involved... I thought they were just... Ra- not- Ramirez is dropped off like 2,000 years before McLeod, even though they're sent at the same time. Oh, no, no. I, what I thought... Yeah. Was Zeiss is a different planet. Yep. So in Zeiss's present... And I thought maybe they just dropped off Ramirez first by a few thousand years, and then a few thousand years later, they take Lambert out no, of the no, prison no, no. and drop him in. Same time. So they so both sent, they sent them back sent in time at different throughout points? Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? But Zeiss's present is Earth's future. Zeist is Earth? Zeist is another planet. What do you mean it's Earth's future? No, 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 no. So Zeist's present, right? Yeah. Is like in Earth's future. Oh, Zeist. Zeist sorry. Zeist present time. Yeah. Not Zeist present. I yeah. thought you were talking about Zeist as being Earth, the way you were. No, no, no. no. Zeist and Earth are two different planets. Okay. So I get it. I get it. So planet Zeist yeah. is different, and they send them back in time. Yes, although, they, Earth, although they call it sending him into the future. I don't know why. Okay. A lot of this movie does not make sense. All right, so the thing is, too, now they've sent them into the past to Earth. Yeah. And this is and the weird thing. It's competing. not a punishment. They put them in a competition. Well, I mean, all of them except one die. And it's not like, you know... Uh, Which also doesn't make sense, all right? So this is the planet... That they send all their criminals and rebels to, right? Is it? And the last one to keep his head gets a choice. They can either stay on Earth and die of old age. Right. Which sounds like a pretty crappy choice. Or they can return all powerful. Yeah, that's what I didn't get. What sort of a punishment is that? They literally get a choice. Except the Highlander won, but he'd forgotten he had a choice to make, so he was just going to grow old and die. Yeah, but he also had all knowledge. He was growing all old and dying. Yeah. Yeah, he was super smart. Yeah, it. Uh, it's okay. important to remember he was going to grow old and die. So the best scenes because in the they movie make a point of that are definitely the start with the opera opening, the music, the battles, and here here's the thing, guys. This is what I'm trying to say. I would let this movie go because I love giant operatic battle swords and over the top. You like the Dune bit? God damn, do I love that stuff? So even with all this alien shit and how confused bits I am, bits were changed. Uh, so like there were multiple cups. Things were made. The, the stuff, bits were decisions changed. Were made. In in the Dune scene when they're fighting the rebels, mm-hmm. Katano is meant to. In the original, he yells out, "Oh, you've got to bring, cut off all their heads. Bring me their heads." Okay. Because they're all immortal space wizards. That yep. was changed, and now they've got machine guns and are fighting each other. Not as cool. A lot of things are strange. Yeah, yeah. But what, what I'm saying is I could let this movie go with all that strange, bizarre no. lore. I could let it go as long as it stayed cool. But the whole opera slash battle scene... That's the that's high like, point what, of the movie. Five minutes? Yeah. Yeah. So I can't, like... Because... And then we get something that's still interesting. Now, it was a little easy to follow for 30 us. 30 minutes. Okay, because original theatre goers were just dropped <laughs> straight into the Zeist thing. Because it didn't have the initial title crawl or him going to the opera. It just went, boom. He's in the opera and he's having flashbacks to Zeist. Mm, we got a good confusing. 10 minutes of build-up to that. So really? it wasn't I thought ours was confusing. Yeah, imagine just being dropped straight into it. Fuck. And a lot of the things are changed to happen in an order that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to touch on this again because I can't remember the original that much. I've got it on DVD somewhere. Okay. But, yeah. So... He, that's the thing. The very start of the movie, we have the opera scene, we have the title crawl, we have him flashing back and forth. He's an old man now. Oh, oh Earth. Yeah. We should cover Earth real quickly. I forgot about uh, Earth. So sometime in the past, in 1999, 
Yes. I think 1998 the ozone layer it happens. had been depleted. Yes. Uh, and everyone is like burning to death. Mm-hmm. Like literally burning to death. That's where the first chick he marries in the first one. Tell me is about revealed, it. We live in Australia. Also, which is also inserted. No? Uh, that was not in the original. She just disappeared. No one mentioned her. What chick? His first wife, who dies and is the reason that he builds the space thing. Anyway, keep so going. So he and a bunch of other guys decide to build a shield to block out the sun. Yes. You know, the Simpsons plot? It's basically that. And it makes even less sense because it's like, okay, you're going to block out the sun. Is that better than having to live underground? Forget I it. don't know. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. Just go block out the sun. They block out the sun. Yeah. So they've created this elaborate shield thing that not only can you not pass through it, it can't be turned off. Okay, this is this is this really is very dumb. confusing. They mention it a few times, and I'm not sure what they mean. Right, it's because they couldn't just turn off easily. Because it'll take all. It'll take more than all the power on the earth to turn it on without destroying everything. Because it's got a no, fail to turn safe. it off. Yeah, it's got a fail safe that it's if it's turned off, it'll without enough power, it destroys everything. It blows up and destroys everything. That seems like a bad idea. The whole idea of this thing is to protect humanity, but if you turn it off, it destroys humanity. I'm and not it's sure it's humanity that good. already. People yeah. are living in a dystopia. There's no sunlight. Uh, well, technology well, for some reason has regressed to the fifties. Th- there's no sunlight in Brooklyn. There's no sunlight. Sunlight ever, except for Scotland, for some reason. Uh, Scotland, they forgot the to apply the day by night filters. You know why? Oh my night god! Night by day. I think I know I why. Remember. Why? I think Sean Connery was like, "No, I'm gonna film it during the day." Yeah, that's it. I think Sean Connery had that much of a pull. They're like, Sean, we have to film it at night, and he's like, "No, I only work during the day. He's if I work at night, you pay me twice." The best. Actor in the film? Oh, fucking easily. Well, like, Michael Ironsides. Cool. Mm. Michael Ironsides is playing a ridiculous character. Yeah, yeah. doesn't really help. He kind of reminds me of Tommy Lee Jones playing Two Face. Yep, totally, a hundred percent down with that one. Like with the crazy screeching. Oh, and yeah. the, the weird decisions. So what? What way? What we? Yeah, what we then get given is that there's a bunch of terrorists who are trying to fight to oh, my God. get rid of the. The, the shield, right? Yeah. Now, now I'm, actually, sure. I'm not sure what they're doing. Well, they're because, fighting uh, the shield corporation, which doesn't make sense because as far as they know, removing the shield will kill everybody. I, that's what I want to get to because it seems like they do turn it off. For, what, they what, they what do they something. Terrorists? They're fighting the shield corporation, but, Whoa, I but out why. they do some effect to the shield and then they say, hey, the UV's not changed. Because Were they like a suicide cult then? Everyone in the world is having to pay the shield company to keep right. the shield going, even though you can't turn the shield off. But the thing that got me was they went through with all that. Then they go, hey, this is weird. The, like the sun they, hasn't gone. They are the first are they ones a suicide? to find out. No, no, no. no. no, no. Yeah, I but they were know. trying to turn it off. Which means I don't think they were trying to turn it off. Yeah, they were because they dismantled something. That's why they said, oh, the UV rate hasn't changed. Anyway. They're the first ones to find out that, in fact, the ozone layer has repaired itself and then you don't need the shield anymore. Do you remember they go into the terrace place and instantly there's a blue alert? What is a blue alert? Uh, I have no idea. I'm guessing that's the only coloured bulb they had. Uh, And it's such a weird dystopian future, too. How how weird is it? You go down the street and there's a rapist, like, throwing around a body that you can't they're, even be they're, bothered raping they're not someone. Even, they don't even have, like, the energy left to rape someone. They just they're push just him around. That's how bad... this lady around and then just fall, falls back It's comically exhausted. dystopian. Yeah. It's so comical. Like... He gets mugged. Uh, or they, they come up looking for money. They want money for the oxygen tank. Yeah, it's... So they're all, like, dying. Everyone's dying under this shield. It's incredibly, slowly. like, it's comically dystopian, though. Yeah. Like, if you open your door... Like, rats will eat you, and, like, someone will rape you. But it has taken this long for Christopher Lambert and, like, the other guys who worked on the shield to go, maybe something isn't good about the shield. Oh, yeah. Also, with the terrorists, when they find that thing out, it's our female terrorist. I can't remember. What's her name? Le Le Bleu? Le Bleu? Le Bloc? I meant, like, her actual actor's name. Oh, I have no idea. I I don't either. Damn. Woman. Um, Jeez. Yeah. I don't know what to refer to her as. I can't Le- remember Rock. her name. Actually. Okay. So our terrorist woman, uh, when she's running away, she got chased by a helicopter and all these guards. The helicopter is flying so low. 
Did you notice that? I did not. What's the point of a I helicopter like that? I did notice that it just cuts away and later on she's in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, they just make it out and she's in Brooklyn. I don't know what happened to the rest of her team. They're, they're, oh, they're all dead. What? There are huge chunks of this film that seem to be missing. And we saw the one with restored content. Oh, and at this point, now we go back? Back to Brooklyn. No, no, I was going to say, now we go back to actually the aliens. This is when oh, the General Christ. Katana decides because to send in... Because they are watching... The priests in General Katana are watching them on TV. Now, now get ready for this logic, because this is... Because they have a camera is... set up in uh, the bar that yeah. McLeod visits all the time to... Oh, that's right. Uh, McLeod gets attacked by a large And she gets, angry he gets woman. his arm cut. Yeah. Which is important. His hand cut, which is important. Now, this, this is some insane logic from the general right now, okay? Yeah. So, McLeod is going to die very soon. He hasn't made his decision. Yeah. So he's just dying of old age. So from what you can tell, McLeod's definitely going to die. In fact, so then General Katana then brings up his two goons, goons, right? That's all you can call. These guys are like the craziest cartoon villains ever. They really are out of uh, Mighty Power Rangers. Yeah. Okay. So he brings up his two goons and he tells them, he goes, oh, you guys have to go kill him. And the goons go, why? He, he's going to be dead in a few weeks. Yeah. And he, and he goes, the, just the kill goon, him. Yeah, the goons point out the giant floor in the general's thinking, and he just goes, uh, I don't care. Just go kill him. And, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. And because that's it. Because... By sending them back and... Uh, sorry, not... By sending them to Earth, he's triggering that he's going to become young because yeah. he's going to fight. Yeah, now because there are others there, he regains his immortality. And he looks down at his hand and is like, oh, it, it, it heals itself. So th- this general's been waiting thousands of years. Yeah. And thousands. not only that, but I think he just regained his memories about the fact that he had a choice to make in the first oh, place. Man, I don't know. Maybe that's why the general is sending them back. Yeah, except he wanted to die. He uh, talks about how he's, like, looking forward to it. Anyway, the terrorist woman finds him. Yeah, and now the, then the... Goons find oh well the terrorist woman finds him and, and she's like oh him. the ozone layer is normal we got to turn the shield off and she's got the massive hots for him yeah okay I mean straight away and when he's an old man she has the hots she for says him. how she, he used to be her hero oh yeah he's like a ridiculously old guy now yeah like he's wheezing and trying to act old but his Christopher Lambert isn't a great actor you know who he looks like his he... uh, his grasp of the English language isn't great and nah. apparently he's uh, he's got incredibly poor vision so yeah. he has a lot of trouble seeing. Yeah, he's an odd choice. You, though, yeah. with the makeup on to make him look old, he really looks like the, uh, what's his name, from Nothing But Trouble. The judge? He really does. He uh, really looks like him. Yeah. No, it's because it's, it's the type it's of makeup. makeup. It's it a makes type of makeup. look yellow. Exactly. It's the it type is. of makeup and the time. Yeah. Like, that's what he looks like. It's like, he looks like the dude from Nothing But Trouble. He gets attacked by... The two goons. Two goons. Who, of course, fight him one by one. This goes on by for, one. like... 15 minutes, also, it's not like... instead of the goons shooting him a few... T- like, I get it, the no, bullets... No, they shoot him. The bullets don't affect him anymore. They still hurt, don't and they? And also, he's blown up by an oil tanker after he cuts the first one's wait, head wait, off. Wait, wait, wait. That's and his a dumb clo- fight. He walks out of the fire and his clothes are untouched. I get his That's immortal, cool. That's why cool. are his clothes Because it's cool, damaged? Ethan. Okay, I'm no, sorry. No, you know the first fight... It goes he, like, on forever. Oh, my God. All because he's fights. still like an old man, so he's like fighting him with a cane and stuff. How inept were these guys? Terrible. Because the first assassin... Although, I will say, all the fighting in this film oh, is shit. really bad. Like, in the first one, it's not good. Like, it's terrible Hollywood. They're just throwing the swords <coughs> at each other. But this one is just really bad. Uh, apparently, Michael Ironsides had a chipped tooth from mm-hmm. one uh, bad blow, and the tip of uh, Christopher Lambert's finger got cut off by Michael Ironsides, even though they're, like, barely swinging at each other. Yeah, so when you when is the old guy right? Yeah, the old guy's finding him. He, they go up onto this top of the, the railings everywhere, of course, because it's dystopian future, right? This annoys the fuck out of me. So he manages to rip like a metal pipe off the side of the railing, and he, he just goes pulls it off, right? And he this railing just come away handily. Whenever he's this so old happy man about it. it. He's so happy. He's like, ah, yes, finally, right? Now this other guy. I know this is such a movie moment, though. This other guy is, like, slashing and hitting and slashing. Every time Completely he hits the railing, yeah. every time he hits the railing, cuts right through it. Yeah. Then this guy with a piece of the railing, it's invincible. Mm-hmm. Beats the shit out of this guy because 
G'day everyone, here's just a quick little preview of another podcast called Dope Nostalgia. It's a sick little podcast about music that you're nostalgic for. Anyway, check it out now. You remember that sound? Yeah, you do. The 1990s. It was fun! Lots of fun music, good times, bookended by pop bands. And right in the middle, we got a little grungy. So many artists came and went and left us wondering, what are they doing now? We know what Marky Mark ended up doing, but what about the rest of the Funky Bunch? Alanis Morissette had a pop career before she made it big with Jagged Little Pill. The KLF, an EDM band from England, got Tammy Wynette to sing on one of their tunes. All kinds of crazy stuff happened, and we're going to talk to you about it with interviews with some of the biggest stars of the 90s on Dope Nostalgia, the podcast. I'm Naomi Carmack, and I'm your host. Check us out on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you get your podcasts. And look us up on the internet at dopenostalgia.com. He sent the worst assassins. The goons are terrible. He sent the worst assassins, They just right? laugh crazily yeah. and then, uh, fall around. Sends the worst assassins ever. Can't be an old guy. They, that guy gets killed. He had hover boots on, so he was like the Green Goblin, right? <sighs> yeah, one of them's got hover boots. The other one's got uh, fly wings and right. a jetpack. So now, oh, okay, you're right. Uh, that guy gets killed in... He gets killed, everything blows up. When everything blows up, it goes for a while, and a giant gas tank slides towards McLeod on the floor going... It's literally got a giant kissy face on it where it hits him. That, that's what I want to get to, the kissy face on the gas tank. What about it? The kissy tank, the kissy face tank. Jared, this is a very smart movie. It's got a lot of uh, visual references that I don't think you're understanding. That hurt. Yeah. <laughs> that hurt me. Why? Why Just not? Why? It's it's hilarious. Oh, but anyway, so he walks out of the flames, right. clothes intact. And then the other guy goes, <laughs> Oh, and he's now young now. Right. Which yeah. is fine. So he fight well, first off he flies around chasing the guy in the and it's I think terrible. This might be extended from the theatrical one. It's I don't shit. know why. Cause it's you can see the wires holding the bad guy up on the jetpack. And you can see him just on a, he must be on a swing, just going backwards and forwards. And he, this goes on for about five minutes. They're not fighting. They're flying towards or away from each other. I couldn't tell. But Everyone, around, it seemed like they were flying around and around in circles. We were watching this with two other people. And everyone in the chat was just going, this is so stupid. Just fight. What are they doing? What Finally, are they doing? Yeah, because McLeod's jumped onto the uh, hover skateboard. Finally, they come together. They slice at each other once. No, they slice at each other a few times doing nothing. And eventually yeah. he drops onto a train. He drops onto a train and then he catches him and then they fight on a slow-moving no, train. No, no, that was oh, that's the first guy? That was the first guy. Oh, my God, this I'm sorry. This scene goes on for way too long. I can't even remember. How, he kills uh, him. He crashes into a sausage stand, pulls a wire out, and then... Uh, decapitates him in the worst effect of the movie. That's right. Because he lifts up the wire and it's just like, it's not like a, a, a like razor wire or anything. It's literally a power cord. Yeah. The guy doesn't actually fly into it, but you see the model sort of head towards it. The head just flies off without touching the wire. That's funny. I was just reading my note. It just says the head just the comes wire, off. Because the wire doesn't, his this... head flies off before the wire reaches him. And then he sort of, Hangs against the wall for a bit, explodes into flames, then falls over. These heads are connected just the same way as the Twilight heads. You go over to one of those heads and you go, no, and bam, it way comes off. Better. Well, they they seem to take more effort to rip off a head. Yeah, yeah. These heads just fall off. So, uh, so now he absorbs his power as right. well. So then the woman goes over to him, and let's face it, she already had the hots for him. When he was old. Right. Now, she, now he's young. And you just saw him doing the most manly thing a man could do, which is decapitating two other guys. So Pretty manly, so away, she's hot. She's uh, wet. They just having, start having sex in the, in, this, just in, the street. Uh, in the street. In this grimy street. He pushes her up against no, the wall. both into it. And they are doing intense sex. Like, this is like this was grimy sex so up again, against the wall. Was not in the theatrical cut. I liked I it. I don't know why it was added. Got me hot. I, I don't think they know each other's names, which, oh, by the way, her name is Louise. Louise. There, finally she's got a name. Played by Virginia Madsen. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. And she's Michael uh, Madsen's brother, uh, sister. 
Yes. He's from the do you right? He's from the uh that terrible blood rain one. Oh thank, thank you, Google. you, Google. Google. And yeah, he's in a bunch of movies. A couple of Tarantino ones, stuff like that. That's right, because all he asks her to before they fuck, he's like Name, location, age, and then they yeah. just fuck. Yeah. He's oh, like, wait, okay. You're a terrorist leader? That's cool. Yeah, the movie, I just write down the movie is lost. Then we're brought to Scotland. Uh, yeah, okay. Did we so miss something? When he was absorbing the guy's power, he was shouting out for Ramirez to help him, and he finally goes, Ramirez! Yeah. And we're transported to Scotland, and Ramirez just comes to life. In, in the a theatre production, of, uh, a Macbeth Hamlet play or something. No, it's Hamlet. Hamlet. Yeah. Okay. Wait. It's yeah. Hamlet. Okay. And uh, I don't know why this has happened, apart from that they're connected and that they could get Sean Connery back. I don't know why they bothered because he doesn't do much in the film. Well, it seems like what happens is apparently if he yells Ramirez's name enough times, Ramirez just appears. He just comes. Now, now I want to put out. Ramirez has been dead for 500 years at this point. Yes. And well, he obviously he wasn't. He's a wizard. He's a, he's a wizard, Harry. He's a wizard, Ethan. A wizard. makes me so angry. Well, the thing was, he was off fighting Dumbledore, uh, Voldemort. I thought he was helping Luke Skywalker destroy the Death Star. Man, imagine if he was goddamn well in Harry Potter. What, Sean Connery? Yeah, Sean Connery should have been Ramirez. in Harry Potter. Anyway, no, Sean Connery. I don't know why they decided to make it so that he could just bring him back at any point because it, it makes everything just make that little bit less sense. It's mm-hmm. stupid. It's a stupid, stupid thing. Well, he comes back because then we can get the funny scenes with him. Yeah, he's got the comedy bits. Why? Well, he was kind of a light-hearted character in the first one, so in this one, he's the comic relief. This is when he walks out into Scotland. Scotland looks fine. Yeah, Scotland's got sun for some reason. They, no, they I couldn't just couldn't was... be bothered putting the. Uh, yeah, and it's not a dystopia. Everyone's going to a nighttime production of Hamlet. What the fuck? I think it's just America that's a shithole. So America's got the sun thing, and everyone else is like, "What are you talking about? It's great. The sun's yeah. great." Apparently, I love it. We then get a five-minute scene of him getting a new suit. Yes, which is unneeded. Which and is it's hilarious. All hilarious stuff of him getting a new suit. No tartan. But we do. Get... And then getting on a plane to go okay. meet him. And this is great because what happens is he's talking to a brunette, and that's important, and he whispers something to the brunette and then she laughs and it's because... So there are multiple scenes of him on this airplane, like mm-hmm. going, how does the airplane stay up? And she turns around and is like, by drinking. <laughs> so they're having a weird thing mm-hmm. for their three scenes. They go on throughout the movie. Yeah, but... He he hits her off with uh, he hits it off with her because he's like brunettes like to sit on men's faces. Okay, that's so why they have more fun. Okay, he doesn't just say that, Jared. I he, think he he's does. He's hitting on her and he's going on about how it's like, oh yeah, actually, uh, I've always preferred brunettes. They've always been the best throughout history. You got Cleopatra and all that. Yeah. Now in our cut and the original cut, he leans in to whisper why he likes brunettes. And uh, you can't tell what he's saying, and it's not the subtitles. In the first Renegade cut of the film, that's it, there are Renegade cuts of this film. Renegade. Uh, it, it's clearly saying that, uh, oh, yeah, they, they brunettes like to sit on the men's faces. That's so weird. That's so weird. But the, the actual best weird. scene in this movie, I reckon. The two best scenes are the, the fake ads. The fake ad. Well, one's not an ad. One's yeah. a infamous. One's a, uh, it's the plain thing where it's telling you what to do. Yeah. And it's great because it's just them like scream it's like in the case of a of a crash and it's just everyone screaming as the plane's crashing and everything. It's really funny. Yeah. It's great. Doesn't it's belong at all in this movie. And then there's another scene which honest to God I thought it was we a commercial watching... for a what is it? Telepaths. As a, psychi- a psychic a psychic the psychic mm. chef. And he, he makes recipes with the help of his dead friends. Yeah. And I honestly that was, was like, as well. and did you think it was ridiculous. Rick and Morty? All I got no, was flashbacks to Rick and Morty. Robocop. You know how he's got, they've got the, the fake ones, I'll buy that for a dollar bit? Yeah, true. It's but like, it's like, like that. it felt like Rick and Morty TV. Yeah. Because we had two of these TV scenes. And it, you know the Rick and Morty one where they go into TV and it's the bar? The interdimensional cable or something. Yeah, which is shit jokes compared to this. They're better in ah, this. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I always thought they were the worst well, it's episodes. It's a movie. You'd hope it's better. Anyway. 
They're, yeah. Okay, so they're the best scenes in the movie. Now we go... Okay, so now the general, I think, comes to Earth. So uh, McLeod is young now and he's decided to stick around. Mm-hmm. And he also sort of wants to figure out what the shield is. Actually, the, the general comes next. It's okay, keep it going. Doesn't it doesn't really matter. matter. It doesn't no, matter. Here's the thing. Uh, in the different cuts, a lot of the scenes are changed around. Mm-hmm. So it really doesn't matter what order Okay, okay, keep going, keep going then. Yeah. Uh, McLeod wants to stick they, around. They've He's decided got the hot they're going to figure out what's happening with the shield. Okay. At the same time, the general is like, "He's young again. My goons failed. I'm going to go to Earth to kill him." Yes. Which is just stupid. So the general appears on Earth now. Does he appear in the train system? Yeah. Okay. He bounces into the middle of the train. So he appears in the middle of a train. Immediately kills some guy by cracking his head open. Crushing his face, actually, yeah, with yeah. his hand, which was kind of cool. Because but then he's not a smart... You've you got to wonder, it's like, how did this guy take over a planet? Because he's a moron. Well, he's super strong. But I think that's it. But he's weak compared to McLeod. I guess McLeod is the chosen one, but well, still. He, he goes up cracking people's heads, screaming at everyone, then going up, and then he gets in the front of the train. Because despite being aliens, they know everything about what's happening. Yeah, uh, everything about Earth. That makes sense. They're they're more advanced than us. On TV. They're more Are advanced. They? They've got space powers, dude. Actually, that's one thing I. But kept... We don't see, but they they live in like castles and shit. I kept bringing it up too, right? They're more advanced, but they're also like, oh, a car, oh, a train, oh, an aeroplane. Anyway, we get a weird scene where the general takes over the train. Right. I hated this. Uh, this is the real music video scene because the director was a famous music video guy. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway. You didn't feel the music video He immediately here? Like, slams the train into overdrive and we see all the passengers fly into the back of the train. As the and speed like, grows. They're like bleeding everywhere and their heads are exploding. I won't lie. There were a few scenes I was like, whoa, because it's like the face is all dis- disfigured and everything because of how fast they're going. The face is literally like lost its At the same time, bone structure. it's absolutely ridiculous. It makes no sense. And everyone's stuck at the back of the train because they're all getting crushed and Finally, blood's train, going everywhere. Uh bursts out of the set and onto the street next to the film place. And he just and walks out. And he just out. walks out. Completely unharmed. And the train isn't even dented. Makes no sense. Uh, it makes no sense. None of that made any sense. Why could the train go that fast? Yep. I don't know. Whatever. Okay, so now... I don't know how they get there. How, who gets where? Uh, oh, wait, he fights him. He fights him. Okay, you, I you, think you, he fights you're skipping him. way ahead, Jared. I, because I can't remember what happens. Okay, so... Firstly, McLeod goes to visit his old friend who wo- still works at the S.H.I.E.L.D. company. Mm-hmm. This is the second time that he's told that, in fact, the ozone layer has repaired itself and they can turn off the shields. Right. That's right. And that's when he tells him about, oh, but, you know, you he can't tells turn him, it off. He ta- he's like, oh, how do you know? He's like, oh, there's a hole in the S.H.I.E.L.D. This is where you can find the hole. Okay. All these parts But he doesn't do... tell him the whole coordinates, just half the coordinates. All these locations, to us, look conveniently right next to each other. Yeah. Like... Within viewing distance because of the just... shield generator is the hole. Within viewing distance of the shield generator and no the hole is the prison. They just appear at the next place. Everything's... And, and there's no... But time doesn't change. Like, no. In the span of them talking to each other, they'll just appear at the next place. Yeah, exactly. Plus, you can literally see them sometimes. And, like, you can see the shield generator from the, from the hole. So it's, like, right next to it. Uh, I'm trying to remember what happens now. Dude, there are so many things that... Oh, now... So, so the general has gotten into a taxi and is having a discussion with the taxi driver about... About music. About music. The taxi mm-hmm. driver thinks the evil general is in the music business. Yep. And uh, so is his sister, so he thinks they should hook up. Dude, uh, I maybe, do not know. Maybe do a collab. Then he starts freaking out and attacking the taxi and the guy's all down with it. Yeah, the taxi driver's just like, oh, you guys in the music business, you guys. Yeah. Finally... Uh, the general just goes, just hang around and I'll pay you. Right. And then walks off. What was that? I think that was in another inserted section, but I don't get it. Okay. I don't get... So I think he finds McLeod now and they have a fight where McLeod loses. And instead of him... Does he lose? No, he's at the bottom of the elevator shaft. He was thrown down an elevator shaft. He's all beaten up. And then the general dude laughs at him and and walks off. 
Why didn't he just cut off McLeod's head when no, he had the chance? No, 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 because McLeod's already healing, and I think he realized that McLeod was just a lot better than he was. So but he, he runs won. Off. That's the one where he wins. A lot of this just, uh, like I said, it doesn't make sense. So now he goes off, and, and so now McLeod and his girl go back on the adventure, and they and they they team up with Ramirez. Oh, they go. Oh no, no, Ramirez. It keeps cutting back to Ramirez mm. on his flight, which seems to go for most of the film. I can't remember when they hook up. So, um, I I think they hook up. We do now. get flashbacks as to why his first wife is dead. Wait, which don't wasn't they? In the theatrical don't they one. hook up now? Oh my god! With Ramirez, and once they find Ramirez, they go back to find his old friend. But his friends, his friend has been uh, taken to prison because the company doesn't want anyone to know that they don't need the shield. Even though they can't turn it off, they wouldn't be getting paid to maintain it. I yeah. don't understand what is happening. And I think Doctor Cox is there. He's the, Cox evil is guy. the evil guy. Okay. So now that he's they... He's doing this ridiculous accent, which apparently he regrets doing. He was trying to sound like um, some famous actor. I can't remember. Was he? Yeah. By putting on like a deep voice and it just sounds ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even know that was there. The whole way through he's going, oh, I'm the bad guy. Yeah. Don't you understand? We've got to protect the shareholders. Yeah, he was The corporation is God. Anyway, Dr. Cox has sent his friend who was telling them to prison, so they don't actually have the coordinates now of where the hole is. But so I don't that's... know why they... Why were they looking for the hole? Like, he knows that everything above the shield is fine. Ethernet doesn't matter. But we don't... But as he far as we know, you can't it. turn the shield off anyway. He needed to see the hole. Okay. He needed the hole. So... He's There's now with Ramirez. There's a whole lot of stuff about because the girl can't remember what the sun looks like and they keep talking about it. And then you get flashbacks to the, to the first wife who's all burnt up and crispy. Right. But is he... that the first time the general finds him actually is when they're in the the, the church? Oh, yeah. Because and they... you can't fight on you holy ground. You can't fight on holy ground. And now we know it's because the space priests wouldn't like it. Yeah. Because the space pope banned it in the great conclave because Earth and Zeiss have the same gods. Yep. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yeah. Now, Ramirez is now with McLeod, okay? <laughs> so stupid. Ramirez is with McLeod and Louis, or Louise. Louise. Louise, okay. Louisa. Cool. So that? now they're like, okay, we've got to go into the prison, right? It's, it's a highly guarded prison. So they get in a car. Louise isn't there. It's just McLeod and what's his name? Ramirez. Ramirez. And their whole thing is they go up to the door and they go, oh, we need to come in. And they go, no, you can't come in. And they go, oh, well, I'm just showing him Texas or something like that. I can't remember. So uh, they drive into the supermax. They just drive through. They get shot up by everybody. Okay, now this is dumb. Lots of bullets hit them. Apparently, they're like, oh, I got hit 108 times. The car is shot to pieces. It's covered in bullet holes. Is it? No. No, it's not because they play dead because they've just been shot 100 and something times. Then they go to the boot of the car. 118, actually. Oh, fucking hell. As we find out. Then they instantly go to the back of the car where they open up the boot and Louise just steps out and goes, oh my God. They kidnapped me. It's like, are you kidding me? None of the bullets hit her. Not a single one. Anyway, they come back to life in the morgue. Yeah, they uh, kill someone. Take take some guards' clothes. Mm -hmm. They just find the guy in a tunnel. I wasn't what sure guy? what was happening. Their friend. Oh, yeah. They find their friend in a tunnel who, of course, conveniently has a scrap of paper that has a coordinates. Yeah, and then he dies. Why doesn't he have it written on the wall? Why do they need the coordinates in the first place? It should be written on the wall, though. Why would they give him a scrap of now, paper? Okay. Now... Uh, I'm confused about what happens next, actually. Now something happens and they walk into a trap. Oh, actually, the general... I thought that happened later. The general becomes a stakeholder. The general has joined the company. Does that sound dumb? The general yes. has joined the company. He is now an executive. Right. And the he just turns up to their board meeting, board meeting, kills one of the guys and says he's an executive now. Yeah. That's it. Moving on. Now they see that... Doesn't Ramirez... Okay, Ramirez dies. Or he doesn't die. I think he they, becomes one with the force. I think they break into the light place, but I think that's the same place as the prison. That's why I was confused. No, no, no. Where, where the shield is broken? Yeah. No, no, no. The shield generator place is the same place as the prison, right? But where does the fight on top of the car happen? 
That's when they're going to go see the coordinates place. But Ramirez is still with them. No, Ramirez is dead. Yeah, Man. Ramirez is dead. So when does Ramirez die? Ramirez dies... At the prison? At the prison slash shield so, generator. So, okay, the evil guys have, like, four bases that all look identical. I think it's the same place. I think the prison is no, in the same no, place no, as the shield the generator. the at the desert. The shield generator what? is somewhere near a lake. So does he die in the prison or the shield generator? I thought he died at the shield generator, but then why isn't he in... What? Um, I'm pretty sure it's the same place. That's what I'm confused no, 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 by. No, no, no. It's different places. Okay. Anyway, somewhere they head to the coordinates to no. find the hole in the Ramirez the, dies. The, Ramirez is died, dead. But doesn't he die at the end? No. Ramirez right died. The big fight. No. Okay. He dies now. I don't know where, but they're in a tunnel. I think they're getting out now. Yeah. Okay. So they're getting out. Wait. They get... Oh, fuck it. He dies. Okay, so they're getting out and they At walk into... At some point, he dies. They walk into the worst goddamn trap in the world. There is, like, one spinny blade slowly going around, going down towards Who built them. this? And I'm like, Who I built guess it? it's meant to cut their heads off or something. What? What? It must be the prison. Ramirez it uses has to be the, prison. the last of his space magic to blow it up. And this is so dumb. He's like, remember, when somebody thinks to themselves and they can use the whole body at one point at one point in time, in space and time, and if you can focus it just hard enough, you can do anything. Yeah, so he turns the fan off and then becomes <laughs> one with the force and turns into a pile yeah. of clothes. You know what's dumb too? He he stops it, Yeah. right, and the they get out the door and then, like, he lets it keep going and they look at each other and they talk, and then it hits him. No, it doesn't hit him. He d- oh, he, d- he, just he, dissol- he becomes one with the force before it hits him. So you're telling me because he used his powers, that's why he became one with the force? I don't know, Jared. Because otherwise the, the Jared, fan didn't kill him. I don't understand him. how this space magic works. So there goes the space magic wizard man, Scottish yeah. 007 So dude. they steal a truck and they drive off to right. where the corner. And now are. he gets another fight. With the bad guy. This was guy. another scene that's been inserted. Okay, and this is important. Doesn't he chop off someone's finger in this scene? Oh, I don't know when it actually happened. Oh, okay. Well, he. So somehow uh, the bad guy has gone from the room where they were watching it mm-hmm. to somehow. On the roof of the car. Being in the car. Yes. And he fights McLeod, and I honestly was drawing at this McLeod point. McLeod beats the shit out of him. Yeah, totally. Right? Totally. Throws him, him off the car. But McLeod doesn't actually care about the general. No one seems like, to care talks, about the general. Like, the general's obsessed with him. He's like, McLeod's going to come for me. He talks to McLeod, and McLeod's like, you know what? I was just going to grow old and die here. Yeah. I'd forgotten about you. Nobody remembered you. So McLeod gets to the break in the shield, which you can see the shield generator from that point. Doesn't make sense. No, I didn't think you could. I think I you could. Swear, uh, I'm whatever. pretty sure you could. I don't know. Anyway, I'm pretty, I thought you could. They step out, they look at the clouds, they say, oh, how beautiful hey, it is. what do you know? It turns out you don't need the shield generator. We've only been told this three or four times. We've been told this the whole throughout way. Throughout the whole movie. The whole way through. So they go, I guess we've got to turn off the shield, which we've been told is impossible. So they go to the shield place, but along the way, the general decides that he doesn't like Dr. Cox. So he grabs Dr. Cox by the balls, crushes them, and see, then throws thought, him out of the window. I see, I thought Ramirez dies later, and that's why he No, I'm pretty him. sure. Why would they have a giant spinning blade in the shield generator? Why'd they have it in the prison? It's in the prison, because then people escaping from the prison will be like, you don't want to escape from here, there's giant uh, spinning okay. blades and shit. Okay, whatever order it happens in, it happens. It's a dystopian future. They don't have guards, they just have giant pits of spikes. Well, yeah, that's the thing. McLeod and Louisa teleport to the shield generator the final battle room yes where which he... is where there's a giant energy thing happening cool and he fights the bad guy again there's a terrible fight he beats him shock and horror yeah all, all the fights are terrible because mcleod is blind and he stepped like the actor is the blind. actor he's is got, like myopia or something i know it sucks anyway but they they suck the all light, the fights suck as don't the they power, as he's absorbing the power from the general he steps into the uh, laser beam that's keeping the shield on, and then he has the, the then he has the ghost of what's his name, Tom oh, McLeod. Focus every drink at one point in time. Now, apparently, there are a lot of alternate endings here. Okay, uh, but so in the, the one, one we, we watched, 
Uh, the shield is blown up, uh, the, and the shield machine is destroyed, and we get a cut of Earth uh, lighting up again. Everyone can see the sun. Wait. Oh, wait. No, 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 we don't. Everyone can see the night. We don't. We because in the oh place my God. where they decide to show the shield going down, it's still nighttime. So it's we went so mad about this watching down. this. We we're all like, "So did it work?" Because it's like apparently the shield you goes can down. See the stars, but Jared. you only see nighttime still. Yeah. Why? How easy and of a shot? And the last cut is of him standing in the laser beam thing, just smiling. How easy of a shot would have it been for the sun to rise, right? And for her to be like. I don't know. Oh my god, my first sunrise. You know, don't say anything, but just the sun to rise. They didn't have the sun rising or any like, you know, an epic thing with like Queen then playing yep. and the sun rising over all these horizons and everyone coming out the door being like, Oh my god, the sun rising. So, they didn't do that. And I guess because in Scotland we've already seen different endings. There's one where she gets into the laser beam as well and they're transported to Zeist where it becomes king. There's another one where they just get in together and they're all happy. Uh, yeah, it's stupid. The whole movie is just it's stupid. awful. And apparently it's stupid. we saw the better cut. Oh, my God. Okay. The theatrical one's apparently like 20 minutes shorter. Cool. That's, that's there's Highlander so many too. There's five Highlanders. Things. Yeah, there are movies that follow on. The first movie is so good. Yeah. Not only did it spawn like five movies, but it spawned a TV show that apparently is pretty good. And an anime. Apparently that's and the best one. Video games. The anime is apparently the best one. Oh, I say I want to watch the anime because Highlander Two sucks. You know the worst bit is who is Highlander... the bad guy in this film? What is no no, no Michael okay. Ironside? What is the plot of this film? Michael what is Ironside. the big thing? Are they going to turn off? Oh, it's the, the shield, shield generator. That's the big. Or thing. are they going to fight the evil general and no, save Zeiss? It's the shield generator, a hundred percent. Because the general thinks that the plot of the movie is that. McLeod is going to defeat him and save Zeist mm-hmm. because he keeps going on about it. Mm-hmm. No one cares about the general. No one cares about Zeist. Uh, good. Yeah. Like I said, in the first Renegade cut, I'm pretty sure they cut the alien bit out completely. So this isn't the worst. Isn't of... it? What? So I know that some of the other movies are worse I'm pretty movies. sure number five's the worst movie, isn't I know they're worst movies, but... To me, number two is the worst just because it it's coming ruined off such everything a high. from the first one. Yeah. It ruins the whole series. After number two, I can't be disappointed in any of the other films because you know what it is? none of them will be that bad. You know what? It, no, 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 no. I'm pretty sure number five is, is terrible. shocking by how I bad it is. I think number five is terrible. No, but it, it's I think a I get what you movie, mean. but okay. after seeing the second one, I don't care. I, if I can use it an analogy. Yeah. Okay. So you've got a drink of lemonade. Yeah. Right? Or you got you got a drink of water, right? Now someone's just come over with like a thing of mud and put it in. Yeah. You're like, well, I'm not gonna drink that that shit now. So that's number two. It has just turned your lovely drink to shit. Right? Now, three, four, five, that's just someone scooping like like yeah, now someone's using a shovel of dirt, but it's still shit because already. Think, your drink's already the other destroyed. Films, they completely rec- they completely ignore the second movie. They're still bad. But I think the third one is just um I haven't seen it in ages. The I thing that you got that pure water. There was a, it turns out there was an immortal in a cave somewhere. An immortal in a cave. Yeah. God, is that the one with the samurais? Yeah. And Why could... have I seen number three? I don't think there's samurai. Maybe he is a samurai. I've seen number three or number two. Yeah. yeah. I remember in the past. My God. I all and I remember seeing someone talk about number five. And I think from uh, um, after the third one, I think it follows on more from the TV series. I don't, the first movie. I don't know. I don't know. Although it's I still got do it. uh, Christopher Lane. Oh no, I'm not going to do it. We don't want to do it. Uh, not really. No. Okay. Maybe eventually, but I'm not doing it. Uh, watching one after the other. Yeah, I mean, we're this gonna is too to painful. I can't do five. We can't do it. We can't do Twilight again. No, look. Even if we do, it'll be broken up. Okay. Or do it like two so together. So would you recommend Highlander? Hi- two. No, Watch Highlander the first Two sucks. Movie. Some people say the series is good, but I've never watched it. Yeah, watch the first movie. The first movie is great. I, I mean, it hasn't aged that great. It it is. It's still fun. It is a quintessential series that everyone talks about, where only the first one's good. Yeah. And again, I do not know about the series or the anime, but out of the movies, only the first one is good. Everything that was spawned afterwards is complete and utter shit. 
I think they were doing a remake. Yeah. Like you keep hearing about it every now and again. They say there's going to be a remake, but they're always doing a remake of it. Just give it another TV show. The first one is popular. Like I said, the first one would be really good with updated sword fighting. Yeah. No, you know what? Netflix. Netflix, give it a TV show. Yeah. I mean, give it a TV. Do a Witcher. Pick an actor who can speak fluent English Mm -hmm. and who can see. Lots of good actors for this role. Hmm. I like this. This could be fun. I'd watch Henry Cavill as uh, the No, nah, you can't. I oh, can't do. You can't the, do the Henry accent. Cavill again. No, no. Okay. Okay, that's Highlander. Would you suggest Highlander too? No. No, it's not uh, so good. It's bad. It so bad is good. If you haven't seen the first one, it's a shit movie. Uh huh. If you have seen the first one, it'll make you actually angry. Yeah. So that's Highlander too, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to The End of the Reel. If you know anyone else who is a fan of good, bad movies, share this podcast around to them. Sharing is the best way to help promote our podcast. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Hey, folks, here's a preview of the Dope Nostalgia podcast. The 1990s. The music was fun. And then it got really dark for a while, a little bit anti-establishment. But the next thing you knew, it was totally fun again. So many artists came and went and left us wondering, what are they doing now? This podcast isn't about the heavy hitters who are still making millions. It's about everyone else, the ones whose careers didn't really leave that decade and kind of just still live in our memory. So you mean Vanilla Ice had another song? We all know what happened to Marky Mark, but what about the Funky Bunch? Who were the KLF? And why did Tammy Wynette record a song with an electro dance band that topped the charts? Two genres that specifically defined the 90s. What were freestyle and new jack swing all about? Did you know that Blossom star Joey Lawrence had a huge pop hit? Or that Alanis Morissette had a really hot pop career in Canada before Jagged Little Pill? Special guests will also be joining me to discuss the great era of glitter, grunge, thin eyebrows, hammer pants, and total ridiculousness. We're even setting up some interviews with some of the musicians that define the times. Okay, so if you're older than 30, you might be sitting here going, man, I totally remember that song, but I have no idea who does that. Well then, you better listen and find out. I'm Naomi Carmack, host of the Ultimate 90s podcast, Dope Dope Nostalgia. You're going to be busting a move again, coming in early 2020. You want to follow us so that you know when we go live? Check out our Twitter at Nostalgia Dope, or you can find us on Instagram at Dope underscore Nostalgia. If you've got a question or you just want to be on the show, email us at Dope Nostalgia Podcast at gmail.com.